Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with me, your host, Nikki Fogden-Moore. Join me for celebrity interviews, behind-the-scenes training sessions, combined with practical advice on how you can feel fantastic. Tune in for easy-to-implement tips and tools on healthy food and fitness. Learn how to look and feel your personal best without turning your life upside down. Welcome to Feeling Fantastic. Hi guys, welcome back to the Vitality Coach podcast and once again on the Influencer Series. It's a really exciting year as we lead into 2017. Lots of growth and development. New countries listening in, thank you so much. And I think we're at 80,000 downloads now, which is really, really exciting. So it's a privilege to be able to share so many great stories and uh, inspiring elements and ways that you can truly bring your business and your personal life together for ultimate success. This is a special show for me today. I think there's been a lot of coverage lately about confidence and career development. There's, we've heard a lot about bullying for children, cyberbullying, everything else. I want to talk to you specifically today about the realm of bullying in the workplace and bullying for adults. And I have a very special guest on the show. I have Tim Kaplan from Piper Alderman. Uh, he's a specialist in employment relation law at Piper Alderman, and he's been doing employment law for 25 years. Tim, Welcome to the show. Thanks, Nikki. I think it'd be really, really handy for those listening at the moment just to give a really short elevator pitch bio of you know why I wrangled you in to talk about this whole uh, bullying for adults session and a little bit about your specialty in employment law because I know you're really passionate about employment law and employment relations. Um, and I think it'd be great to set the scene a little bit and tell us a little bit about why you're in that role and and what you love about that industry environment. Oh, thanks, Nikki. I guess I enjoy employment law because it's about people um, and they're infinitely interesting. Their circumstances interest me and I like being able to assist on both sides of these matters. Most commonly, I'm assisting employers to get the most out of their employees and unfortunately in circumstances where it doesn't work best for the parties to part company, but also with often executives assisting those executives to approach their employment as they approach other commercial negotiations that they deal with um, and get the best out of it for them, which usually has a win for both them and the company. But that's, that's what I like to do. I like to help people achieve greater success. Um, and I do that through my expertise in employment law. Fantastic. So we both have the same mission in life, helping people achieve their greater success. And I think that part of being a true fitpreneur and ultimate leader in business and life is knowing that you have to not only look after your health and well-being, but you have to look after your career and you have to make wise decisions. And the reason we're talking about the show today is predominantly, I work with a lot of CEOs and very, very high performing entrepreneurs and executives and predominantly male, I guess, as well in that genre. And what's surprising is the high level of what I would call C-suite or senior workplace bullying or where people actually feel under pressure in the workplace because they have some personal attacks and they've lost their confidence and there's a case of not knowing where to go to next. So let's just set the framework for how we would describe bullying for adults. I mean, what would you kind of, how would you describe some situations that you've certainly had come across your desk? Bullying for adults in many respects is not different to bullying for children in that the experiences emotionally and physically are probably very similar. I guess we don't get hit as often as children do with each other in the playground, but certainly the emotional impact of it can be very significant. It usually arises from feelings of one party using their 
particularly in the C-suite example, their positional power over others, whether it's a CEO perceived to be using their power to impose it upon the executives that report to them, or the CEO copying it possibly from the chair. That's where you'll often see the CEO. And they often say, whether you're an executive or a CEO, it's very lonely at the top. And that possibly highlights or exacerbates the feelings when people are under stress and being what they perceive to be being attacked by their boss. And I think what's interesting is that there's a lot of talk about functional and strategic um, hard skills when we go through career development. But what we lose a lot of is our personal skills when we gain more responsibility in the workplace. So dealing with emotional matters become much more difficult because there's many more layers on top of it than there would normally be. And, And let us also be clear that this is right through the organization. So you know, when I know people that actually when they wake up in the morning, they have heart palpitations, they're in, drenched in sweat, and they're actually afraid of going to work with exactly the same emotional repercussions as kids are afraid of going to school. So we have people that are in really good jobs and really good positions actually, you know, feeling uh, anxiety because of people around them in the workplace and not being able to deal with these emotional issues. And they're having physical repercussions and physical results due to that anxiety level as well. Absolutely, you can see that happen. And it can be compounded by circumstances outside of the workplace as well. Exactly. Um, People can become more vulnerable from what happens in the workplace. In other circumstances, they may have been more resilient, but because of family circumstances, individual financial circumstances, or something else external to the workplace, their resilience is broken or at least reduced for a period. And that's where a variety of help can really assist them. And I think that's what one of the main reasons I had you on the show today, one of the main drivers between with my podcast is creating a roadmap for people to assess where they sit in this chaos to calm matrix. So I have a chaos to calm kind of thing, survival mode, where it's high effort to just kind of get up and and do your life and your job daily right through to an effortless mode where you kind of aware of a situation, you have a game plan in place. So let's maybe talk about that grid for a bit. If, you know, you've got your vulnerable on the left-hand side, your resilience on the right, and then bottom to that, you've probably got your awareness and the ability to understand what's going on, but you're still in this helpless sort of section. And we want to move people through to knowing what to do when maybe their uh, lack of confidence due to home life has led them to be more vulnerable in the work environment with changes and things. So let's talk about identifying some bullying behaviors and tactics. So people can really take the guesswork out of it. What would you say would fall under the category if we had to build a framework around workplace bullying for adults? Sure. I mean, there's a long list, but it's yeah. the most obvious is, is things like verbal abuse. Yeah. So you're being spoken in a way that's professional or you're being spoken in a demeaning manner. Are you being given the information you need to do your job are you, or are you being um, only given um, a limited amount of information which is setting you up? to fail. When you're in group situations, so you're in the executive team meeting, are you being belittled for your opinions? Does the criticism seem constant and is there no positive feedback being received? Are you being given impossible deadlines so you're set up for failure and so on? There's, there's lots of these things. Are you being ignored? These yeah. things sometimes can be perceptions yes. that don't necessarily reflect reality, but they can also be reality and Getting over this is sometimes having someone that can assist you to say, okay, this is what I'm seeing. What's your thoughts on what I'm seeing? Am I perceiving it correctly? 
or is there another way of perceiving it? Absolutely. So I call that big picture thinking. So taking the stuff that's in your head and actually going and creating a categorical facts and stats, because at the end of the day, it helps you take that conversation out of your head and feel trapped into if you do have logistical situations and you actually are in a situation where you're being bullied quietly, because the biggest thing about bullies is they often are very clever at what they do, especially in a, in, in a leadership environment. And if you're listening to this too, this isn't just for C-suite. I know many of you are going into work. Many of you are listening to this while you're working out or perhaps you're traveling and you're in a job where you feel that you know the situation isn't healthy. So what Tim and I want you to do is kind of step out of the storytelling side of it and try and move into a more practical and factual side of it where you can actually start to get some support and ascertain what things are really occurring that you can act upon and how to protect yourself and communicate in a way that people understand you need help. Because often in these environments, people feel there's nowhere for them to go to talk because they don't feel safe. Mm, I think that's so right. And you can actually, Nikki, get a spiral down. So the initial unjustified bad behavior can lead to the executive or other employee losing confidence and then starting to make errors. So then Criticism becomes justified and you can spiral down if you don't pull yourself out of that spiral. And that's generally what bullies are hoping for. Bullies are hoping that you will end up making mistakes and they want to wear you down. So I think the first thing you want to do is you've got to have awareness that if, you, if you've got to trust your intuition, not the stories in your head, but your deep intuition, if something doesn't feel right, then maybe you know have a look on the podcast show notes and I'll get Tim to provide me with some links. We can provide some useful facts and stats and websites for you to have a look. But understand where you sit in the workplace in terms of your confidence and how you working with your teams, your seniority, and also those that report to you, because it can be through the line, and then acknowledge the areas that you feel are really explicit. And then the action is to figure out who can you talk to next and what's a game plan. So identifying a safe space, either inside the organization or a helpline. Most large companies now have helplines for discussing things in an anonymous way where you can actually get traction on whether something's just an idea or it's actually occurring. So you can have advice, but the most important step is you need to talk to someone about it. And that person has to be safe and in confidence. That's so very true. They often call it an EAP system, an employee assistance program, which often is and usually is confidential. All the company gets is information of the number of calls that they've received into the um, helpline without details of who's calling and what the, what the details are about. So it usually is a safe place to start and those people can often direct you to other forms of assistance if you need it. So that's great. That's the EAP And the other thing that I think we spoke about when we were talking about this, when we had a bit of a brainstorm, Tim, is that, you know, don't feel that you have to be a martyr and hold your head high and go in for battle every day because it will wear you down. It will be exhausting. And the most important thing is acknowledging when there's a problem and then being able to identify how that's affecting you. And the best way to do that is actually to write things down as they occur, not to go all FBI, but actually start listing down activities as they occur, dates, conversations, phone calls, so that you've got facts again, rather than just stories in your head. That's so very true, Nikki. And sometimes, you know, we we talk about bullying being conducted by a person that actually intends to hurt. That isn't always the case. And sometimes, you know, executives, senior executives, follow the models that they've seen 
it as they've been growing up in their businesses or in other businesses. And in a past era, the bully was original was a, really the role to follow. A, a CEO was a person that really just dictated to others, demeaned others, imposed their will on others without any real regard as to you know, the impact it would have. That used to be the model. It obviously no longer is and it's completely ineffective these days, but sometimes people are unaware of the impact of their actions. So in some instances, bringing the issue um, to the awareness of the bully can actually have a significant effect in bringing about change. Yeah, and that all comes back to being the CEO of your business and your life as an individual, whether you're answering the phones at reception, um, you know, you're in a general management position, you're in finance, IT, whatever role you have in life and at work, remember not to label anyone else yet because sometimes it's a communication issue. And secondly, most bullies are insecure themselves. They're not sure about their job or they just don't know any better. So before you go down a path, it's very important to acknowledge and actually assess what's actually happening and keep it above onto facts and stats again. That's again where that third-party advice or that conversation comes in with someone that knows what they're talking about. So what I mean here is not gossiping about it in the tea room or having long, inconstructive conversations with people that actually can't help you, but make sure you privately discuss it with someone that has the experience and the understanding to help understand if that actual behavior is just because someone doesn't know better, then there are certain communication techniques that you can do to try and rectify that. Or if they actually are what so-called an inverted commas out for you, why that would be the case and road mapping those instances that you can actually discuss it with someone in authority. That's very important. So true, Nikki. So really that analytical stage is really important. That then allows you to move to your planning phase of, well, what do I do about it? I've analysed it. Am I going to be able to make things change, either by changing those around me or changing myself? If not, what are my next steps to protect myself and get the best outcome? So let's talk a little bit about that. We've got someone, they've done all these steps, they've acknowledged there's a problem, they were aware of it, they've analysed the set, they've listened to Tim and Nikki and they think, right, I better write down what's going on so I don't get too caught up in the story and I want to stick to the facts and stats. This does look bad on paper. I am definitely being removed from meetings. I'm not getting information. People are laughing as I come through the corridor. Doors are closed on me. I'm not getting financial documentation. I need to do my KPIs. I'm being spoken to rudely. I'm shut out of new projects and innovation ideas. This doesn't feel right. So I need to make a plan of attack. Where can we send people when they're at that stage if they don't have an EAP, which is an employee assistance program? In terms of if they're really struggling mentally, you know, there's Beyond Blue and there are a variety of other mental health. Their GP will be able to assist them in that area. And then it's getting advice from you know, executive coach, lawyer, those sorts of people. So you're pulling together your team to bring you back healthily and then be able to construct a team that will decide your best way forward. Sometimes the best way forward is actually internal communication and seeing if things can be changed. If you determine they can't be changed, then you determine what's the best way out that maximises the outcome for me, not just in the short term. And I really emphasize this because some people can throw a bomb into the organization and get a short term gain, but really hamper their reputation longer term. And I think what's really interesting as well, Tim, is this dream team aspect. And I I always talk about 
finding your dream team. So a lot of people can't take this information home because they feel vulnerable. So what we have done together, you know, when I've been coaching C-suite and I bring in people that specialize in areas because we can get facts, stats and good advice, I call it a lunch and learn session. So if all you do is book a lunch with an expert you know, someone that specializes in employment law or someone that's part of an employee assistance program and say, okay, I really need to have a coffee just to get the facts and stats about how to deal with things is the most important step because once you've acknowledged you're aware, you've analyzed new plans, you need to take action. You can't stay in this soup of this, this cyclical environment of feeling not being in control. So that kind of information will help you get back in the driver's seat again, making an action plan with a trusted source. Absolutely. And there's a whole variety of paths that action plan may take you down, but you should feel empowered by the fact that you've got a plan. And that really does give you control over what next happens, which obviously is critically important. Fantastic. So let's wrap up a little bit in terms of your experience. If someone is listening to the show and we've really resonated with them, you know, and by the way, guys, you could, as I said before, you could be answering the phones. This could be your first job out of university. You could be a senior position in the company. Really, it's not the level of the title that you have. It's how you operate inside an organization and knowing that A, you're not alone and B, bullying is just as prevalent for adults as it is for children. And funnily enough, it's pretty much the same tactics that you need to apply to to roadmap your way out of that. So Tim, what would be your first three steps for someone who's experiencing this right now and they're like, I have to do something about this? Okay. The first thing I'd do would have some initial self-reflection, but I really suggest be cautious about doing that alone. You can end up falling into a deep funk that your self-reflection just becomes too negative. Use trusted confidence, you know, whether it's coach, lawyer, close executive friend outside of your business that can assist you. And three, don't always expect that a just outcome will come simply because you persist. We live in political environments and sometimes you have to accept the just outcome is not going to actually come about and I need to make the right decision recognizing that. And I think, I think that's a really, really good point. Sometimes we just have to be realistic. The landscape of life isn't always fair, but what's most important is you do what's right by you. So your health and your mental health is more, more important than staying in a job that is destroying you. There are other jobs out there as well. But at the same time, while we're having this whole discussion, there are many companies that are facing these kind of internal discussions that are also struggling to deal with workplace bullying because they're, they're the ones that have got to put actions in place and try and manage people that are bullying others because they've had these complaints come through. So what would you say to employers that are noticing this in the workplace when they need to start taking action from the top down? The first thing is don't make the assumption, which is easy to make because, to be fair, a number of employees allege bullying simply because they're receiving information they don't want to hear. Yeah. And it may well be legitimate feedback, but they don't want to hear it. So there is a perception amongst a lot of managers that people who claim bullying um, are really just being defensive to avoid responsibility. But I encourage employers to treat each allegation seriously and address it seriously. That doesn't mean you go into a federal investigation (laughs) every time someone raises a bullying allegation, but sometimes it can work simply by the employer, the manager talking to their team member by saying, okay, you've said it's bullying, let's talk through. What is it that you feel is bullying? And sometimes that conversation in itself resolves the matter. And I think Um, that, I think that's, 
brilliant. It's the communications. If people keep having closed door conversations with one or two people and don't open this conversation up to a larger group within a culture, then there's always going to be a lot of tiptoeing around. So the more open the communications and culture is whatever level, the more people are going to come and ask for help, the more they're going to feel safe and the less amount of behind the scenes conversations are going to create unrest. Absolutely. It, it really has to be creating that culture, you know, the Jack Welsh, I think, used to talk about it as this is just the way we do things around here. And having open communication as a common way of how the organisation operates is so vital and can be so productive and effective. And and that's just, I think, a lesson for all of us. So, Tim, I think it's fantastic. We want you to have open communication. Acknowledge if you are going through some difficulties at work, whether you're a small business, an entrepreneur, or you're part of a global organization, there is no shame in understanding where you sit and why you feel uneasy or where those reports are coming in. Have awareness for actually what is going on and detract from having stories in your head and try and stick to facts and stacks. Analyze that with someone that knows what they're doing that's a trusted source or go and seek legal advice for a half hour phone call don't have a state of inertia create an action plan that you feel comfortable with and don't buy into the politics of everything's going to be just and work out with roses because you never know there is a bigger ship going on with a lot of things that we can't always steer but you have to make decisions that are the greater good for your health your mental well-being that of your family and for the workplace overall so don't label people as well sometimes people that we may assume are bullies are going through their own thing and they just don't know how to communicate clearly so overall we want to encourage you to have open communication to stand in your own true north as well and be able to own where you're sitting seek a dream team around you and don't be afraid to ask for ask for help and i'm going to put some links that tim's going to help me with um for piper alderman and for other areas that you can get help including beyond blue and some international links as well for workplace bullying just in case you feel like you want to read up more about it or you want to go and get some help tim it's such a pleasure uh, and an honor having you on the show. I know that, you know, lawyers work in billable units. So we've had a fantastic session. I appreciate you giving me your time. Um, and I think we're going to get you back on the show uh, to talk about this whole fitpreneur philosophy as well, about how you within a very, very busy industry, keep healthy, wealthy and wise. But anything to sum up before we tie off for listeners today? Nikki, I don't think I could do it better than you've just done. So I've really enjoyed our chat today and um, hope to do it again soon. Thanks so much. Well, thanks to Tim Kaplan, who is an employment relations specialist at Piper Alderman. He's spent some time with us today talking about the fact that bullying is just not for children. There's also a lot. If you're an adult, you're allowed to say that you have workplace bullying or you're feeling bullying yourself. We've hoped we've given you some top tips on how to navigate your way back into a state of awareness, back in the driver's seat and get the support that you need to think clearly about these situations. I'm really excited as 2017 comes in, I'm launching some new Power Hour coaching course sessions with some three and five packages as well for those of you that are putting your toe in the water to getting some fantastic coaching on bringing your business and personal success to life seamlessly you know that's my gig aka the mojo maker and to aspenites i'll be launching my fitpreneur book with you at president's weekend so hop on to the vitalitycoach.com.au hop onto the blog go to the landing page sign up for monday mojo it's all free resources will be on the show notes a special thanks again to tim and thank you for joining the show if you've got reviews i'd love to have them on itunes i always appreciate your feedback feedback and questions for subjects that you'd like me to talk about on the Vitality Show. Until next time, team, you stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. Thanks for tuning in. For all the show notes from this episode, tips, tools, and also my eBooks, hop online to www.thevitality.au. As always, health and happiness.